Hello! Hi, babies! Broadway, Welcome back to Breaking the Curtain. I'm Jocelyn. And I'm Chrissy. Today we are here to talk to you about I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical. I too wish my life were like a musical. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that title just hit home? Yeah. Damn. It really does. I want that on a t-shirt. We need to get some merch for this show. I would I would buy a t-shirt that said that. <laughs> Anyways, this musical is making its online debut this week on the 22nd of April. So we are here to speak with some members of the cast and creative team. Joining us today, we have composer, lyricist, and creator of the show, Alexander Bermage, as well as performers, Charlotte Ann Steen and Lucas Rush. Welcome to Breaking the Curtain. Hello. Hi. Hi. Since this is a podcast and people can't see your lovely faces, do you mind really quickly just introducing yourselves by saying your name and uh, where you are in the world right now? I'll start. Um, I am Lucas uh, and I'm in London at the moment in Battersea. I've just moved here. It's beautiful. Nice. I'm Charlotte. Hello. Good to meet you all. Um, I'm in Southampton at the minute. It's very sunny today. Very, very sunny. And I'm Alexander, and I'm in Hertfordshire, which is just outside London. Very cool. So our first question is actually for Alexander. So we know that you kind of have created this show. It's your baby. So we were hoping you could tell us a little bit about kind of what inspired it and what it's about. Well, I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical is essentially a comedic musical review that sets out to reveal everything that you could want to know about being a musical theatre performer, if only there were any who would dare to admit it. So in a nutshell, it covers the journey right through from wide-eyed drama school student, uh, right through to British diva or past it chorus member or bitter has been or never was and it, it takes in the auditioning the exhausting dance routines the understudying the on-stage kisses the divas the pre-performance rituals um it's really everything that you could really not imagine about what musical theater as a business is really like uh the way it came into being was that my background is partly writing musicals and music and songs for theatre and partly in writing comic songs and I've often wanted to create a hybrid of the two and a few years ago something of mine was done on a cruise and something that I noticed in the evening for the two weeks that I was on board with the cast and creatives was that when we were having dinner all the passengers would gravitate towards our table and ply the cast members with all kinds of questions about their day-to-day -day existences. And it really occurred to me that they had all kinds of well-meaning misconceptions in that they thought that even the most lowly chorus member would ordinarily be chauffeured from their front door to their stage door or that when they go on tour, they'll be put up in five-star hotels all around the country. Um, and it occurred to me that a piece which really lifted the lid on what life as a musical theatre artist is really like uh, could appeal both to the layperson who is 
genuinely interested in it. And also to the people in the industry who might nod in recognition at uh, a lot of the uh, usually unspoken truths. And I absolutely wanted to make it comedic in tone, um, but it is all a heightened version of things that happen in real life. So pretty much every song was inspired by the real life experiences I learned about through conversations with my performer friends. Nice. I think that's such a fresh and original concept as well. I love that. So fun. Hopefully. Hopefully. That was the idea. I love it. it it's giving me kind of like smash a chorus line, like can't be. I'm just, it sounds amazing. I know that we're excited to uh, hopefully be able to tune in uh, and watch it. So I know that the show recently was able to be live at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So from that to this online event uh, where you're going to be recording it, what has changed? Have there been any big changes? Well, the online version is very much based on the Edinburgh version. It has the same director choreographer in uh, Chris Whitaker, and uh, we've kept our two lovely leading ladies, uh, Charlotte Anstein, who is uh, with us at the moment and Charlotte O'Rourke as well. Um, but we've also incorporated one or two elements from the uh, the earlier incarnations of the show when it was in London prior to Edinburgh, which is when Lucas was in it. Um, uh, for Edinburgh, we had to do a slightly shortened version. And so it meant that, uh, for example, as a song that I was always very fond of that Lucas sang, just for reasons of time more than anything else, ended up not making it to Edinburgh. So we've reinstated that for this version. And there, there were one or two uh, minor tweaks, but it is largely based on the Edinburgh production, primarily because we were quite restricted in terms of time and the extent to which we could all be together because of the restrictions that are currently in place in the world and also because the, the entire enterprise had to be put together in quite a short space of time so so it's 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 based on the edinburgh production but with uh, a song that people wouldn't have heard from edinburgh um the return of mr lucas rush and the uh, the first time in the show for for luke bayer as well who we're thrilled to have to uh, to complete the the foursome lovely and lucas and charlotte do you want to talk about what it's like uh coming back to a show that you've done to uh bring it on screen instead of on stage yeah uh i well it was uh it was a, it was a lot i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was um it was all quite last minute and and i um last did it uh how many years ago was it alex was it uh it was it's two I think it was more. I, you have to remember, last year doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> if last year doesn't count, then it's uh, then it's two years ago because it was summer. It was summer two thousand and eighteen. Wow. Some yeah, two thousand eighteen. You did it. So in actual fact, it was three years ago, right? That's that's three nice. years in real time. Um, yeah. So it was uh, yeah. So three years ago, um, and in between that, I did two other shows, and I hadn't. Um, thought about this one for a while um and I'm also I also wasn't doing the same uh, there was another song that I had to learn for this uh, in a very in a very short amount of time and we didn't um have a huge amount of rehearsals before it so it was all very like <laughs> uh, um which is great in some in some ways because you have to just 
get it together and do it and focus but um in another way I'm quite anxious about seeing it because I have no recollection of the day (laughs) (laughs) it was all just I finished at the end of the day got home and spoke to my mum she said how did it go darling I was like I have absolutely no idea (laughs) I have no memory of what happened um it's exciting in that respect but uh but it was but it was lovely to to sort of lots of stuff came back instantly and lots of stuff I was like oh no this is the bit that I struggled with before and I'm still struggling with it (laughs) three years later but no it was it was good fun good fun nice yeah and I I kind of had the easy job really um it was exactly the same for me more or less um than it was when it was in Edinburgh um and obviously I did it the year after Lucas did it so I had another year of uh you know memory kind of on on the show that uh stayed with me um but yeah it was it was very different kind of um streaming it as opposed to when we were in Edinburgh obviously when we went to Edinburgh we really didn't know what to expect um I'd seen snippets of the show from West End Live um and kind of seen a bit of reaction obviously from from that as to how the audience respond um but going up to Edinburgh was a completely mad experience it was mental um as we sold out every show and the the audience kind of it really differed with like the general public um kind of like reaction and then theatrical audiences reaction and it was very like clear to us kind of which nights they were and they tended to be one or the other like really obviously (laughs) so the laughs would come in different places but I don't know coming back to a show that we've done live for such an intense obviously Edinburgh is a month but it's and it's not that long like but it's such an intense period of time that really does kind of just stick with you um to then film it where you're having to trust your reactions and kind of your what you're doing and just hope that everything is reading in the in the right way and is you know kind of not playing it for the gags and just playing it for hoping that it's coming across was a yeah, it was a really different experience. I'd never filmed anything like that before, so it was completely new to me. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good fun to to do. Obviously, um, rehearsals were short, so it was just kind of get in there, do what you got to do, and and um, yeah, just enjoy doing something again. To be honest, during the pandemic, yeah. so yeah, totally. Um, Charlotte's just reminded me of something. One one of the things that is uh, especially with a show like this. Uh, it, that's really important is the audience um because you, you if you do a whole run every night you find where the laughs are and you you know and you improve that way so this did feel a little bit like you know ah! winging it in certain in certain places because there's no audience there we didn't have an audience so it's, it's kind of just reinforcing what charlotte was just saying really that you just kind of have to trust it but um it's it's weird to be like it's weird to know that that is now that is now locked that is done that is what people are going to see um it would have been lovely to have done it after a run but unfortunately that's not how uh how things are working at the moment (laughs) you know we talk a lot about the challenges of taking something that is usually live and moving it into something that is filmed and for the screen instead of the stage and you know timing seeing how it looks on camera not having an audience but are there any like I like to call them surprises, like positive surprises that came out of the process of preparing it for something so different. 
I, I think it was quite interesting actually being able to go back and do another, like when, you know, when you're doing a musical, obviously it's live, that's it. You don't get the chance to redo something. Um, and although we were kind of like, you know, they ne never said to us, oh, you've got three goes on this number. Like we were doing it as if that was, that was it. That was the version that was going to happen. But being able to, for somebody like speaking on behalf of myself, uh, not used to doing film or doing like being able to do multiple takes of something. It was really interesting to see that side of it and to be like, okay, cut. And now we're going to go back and do it again. And just kind of try almost trying things in a slightly different way each time to just kind of see what the best kind of edit of that snippet of the show would be. Um, I don't know. So it was quite interesting to to do like that because it was just it was a new a new thing for me and I enjoyed it it's nice it made me want to do more filming lovely I think there's something really nice about I've done a couple of these um I've done a couple of filming things in the lockdown and there's something really positive about like you know we all love theatre I love theatre theatre is is my life but uh, this sounds a bit knobby but um you know an artist will find a way to even though coronavirus came and stopped us all we 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 found a way to make it work so there was a really lovely buzz being in the theater even though there wasn't an audience there there was just something wonderful about actually being in a theatrical space with the lights and and um you know even without the audience it was still it was still a lovely buzz and it, it really did feel like even though there's a challenge uh the artist will find a way to do it and overcome you know, so yeah, it was it was a it was a really positive positive uh, day for sure when we filmed it. That's beautiful. What was what was positive was actually the sheer number of people involved in that are uh, in Edinburgh during the actual run itself. It was literally just the four performers um, and myself because I was also the musical director and, and pianist but then suddenly with this although it's largely the same show um, we obviously got our director choreographer there the whole time but there's also our uh, lighting designer and the whole technical team and uh, three cameras and sound department and uh admin going on at the theatre and so on and so forth um, and I suppose the positive side to that is that then you actually don't need to worry too much about other things that shouldn't be your area of concern if that makes sense with Edinburgh there's always a great sense of, mm -hmm. of mucking in because that's what the Edinburgh Fringe is all about with this because there were people who had their dedicated tasks it meant that things which weren't your problem to worry about, you didn't need to worry about. Um, obviously, the, the the counter side to that is the you're kind of dependent on lots of other people. So, for example, you know, at the end of a performance in Edinburgh, um, you know, if there was anything that any of us wanted to go over with each other uh we could you know discuss it or i could give a note or a cast member could could make a suggestion and it could be swiftly dealt with uh the following day and we'd all be part of that process and we'd all see exactly how it turned out the following day uh with this uh we're now in the hands of the gods as it were in that uh, our our work is is done and it is 
in the hands of the director and the technical team to put it all together. And so there's the, this lovely element of a kind of lack of responsibility, um, but also the you know flying on the seat of your pants slightly because there's 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 a lack of control as it were um, because what's being shown both visually and in terms of the the audio is you know the, the decision of people who are in charge of those departments rather than something that you have any direct influence anymore so um it's nice having that not to worry about but it's also slightly nerve nerve-wracking wondering how it's all going to uh turn <laughs> out you know i have to say it is so wonderful that this show specifically that is such a love letter to people who do theater um, and theater fans that, you know, it is coming in this new way that we're seeing of putting theater together um, on screen instead of on stage. And I think it's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned how, of course, everything has its challenges, but in creating that big team, the amount of people who are able to work in their chosen industry at this time, thanks to your project is it's amazing. And I don't know, I think that's such a big, big win um, for the theater community as well as for your show. So just definitely agree. Yeah. I always forget that people can't see me when we record, but that's <laughs> a big double thumbs up from me. <laughs> uh, well, it was all like lovely to be in a room with each other. It was lovely to be creating slash recreating something. It was it was great fun. Um, it was also as we've said, um, somewhat restricted in terms of time, in terms of uh, the amount of time we could be in each other's company because of partly the, the parameters of the production and partly because of the restrictions that are in place at the moment. Um, but, but what was also nice was to actually be creating something bespoke in that it, it's not something that was previously filmed. I mean, hey, I've loved seeing a lot of the things online that have been previously filmed and thank goodness they were um but coming together something uh something like this that, that, that that's that's you know starting from scratch in terms of this approach to it is concerned um that was quite exciting and uh knowing that you know although we you know i didn't just have an hour to do it we were very very tight on time so it was really what people will see is kind of as good as one performance and it kind of retains that kind of live feel to it that I think people have been missing if that makes sense um something that's kind of totally genuine and without any trickery behind it um and it was actually just nice to be doing something that's as close to the theatrical experience as we can hope to get at this time when when we can't yet have the full Amazing. thing. I love that. And I'm sure that audiences everywhere who can tune in are going to love that as well. Because, you know, this online aspect makes it so much more accessible for people to tune in and to get to see your work and to celebrate everything that theater is, which is amazing. So going on from there, how can people tune in to see I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical? I'm glad you asked. Uh, very simple. People just need to go to kingsheadtheatre.com. That's kingsheadtheatre.com. Anytime up until the 12th of May, 
and they will find all the details there. Uh, or for the uh, the Twitterati amongst uh, the listeners, you can go to at like a musical on Twitter. And for the grammars out there, we're at hashtag like a musical 2021. So uh, loads of places to find out more. But the crucial thing is kingsheadtheatre.com. Fabulous. <laughs> and tickets are available from £10. They are indeed. It depends on whether you want the, the, the show in all its glory or whether you would like the uh, the extra bonus content. There is that option as well. Ooh. If you'd like to see some, some rather delightful interviews with uh, with our terrific cast and creatives that were done behind the scenes. Amazing. Amazing. We definitely need to get the bonus content. <laughs> well, it's a way of seeing what goes on behind the scenes of a show that goes behind the scenes of the industry, I guess. Ooh. I think that's brilliant. It's very on brand. I love that. As we wrap up for today, we have some songs from the show. So that's kind of how we're going to end off the episode with those. But first, we would like to ask um, you guys about these tunes in particular. So I believe, Charlotte, you're featured on I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical, the title track. That's you? That is me, yeah. Perfect. So Charlotte and Alexander, would you like to talk about that specific song? The, it's obviously the, the title number of the show. And this comes, it's about the fourth, fifth song in. Um, and it's basically, this is the moment of, you know, we're, we're all kind of playing, not ourselves, but characters within within the industry that you would find every day um, when you're coming across these different people that you end up working with. Um, and this is kind of like the the hopeful, the, the wannabe um, keeps slipping in accidental lines of very recognized uh, like musical theater songs here and there, like all oh, like almost like it's by accident, but she's so stagey that she can't control herself. Um, and it really is just that whole like long longing to be in the industry and like wanting to get those key changes and do the whack and all, all of that um, kind of just the the really, I, I kind of see it as like the the graduate song. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of the the, the in the moment, just my life is literally this and I want it to be like this forever. That's that's like that kind of song. Um, it has a lot of what what um, our director Chris Whitaker and also Alex would call uh, musical theatre Easter eggs, um, which are little snippets, like I said, of you know dropping in those tiny little bits that are very recognisable for an, for a stagey audience to um, or even not so stagey because they're so well known um, audience to kind of pick up on and even that there's a section in the middle that is Alex has written incredibly cleverly and it just the the music is like a different phrase from songs as well but you'd only realize it if you were to listen really carefully to it um I, I remember when we first did it in rehearsals for Edinburgh and Alex you kept saying like this is the the bit from this and if you listen to this bit it's like the Joseph bit and and it just made so much sense to me that now I, I mean, I can't ever unhear it. It's just all of, all of these songs like merged together. Um, so yeah, I personally, it's, I mean, the ending of the song as well is one of my favorite moments of the show to sing because it's, it's funny, it's clever, but also it is, it is a big sing that, and it's a long song. Um, so it's vocally challenging as well as a dream to kind of, perform from an acting point of view as well it's it's very fun but I'll let Alex talk at you now I've waffled enough I think you've said everything apart from the most important thing which is that performs it 
fabulously ah. as everyone will hear. Um, and what I should also say is that um, the way the King's Head Theatre are, are operating this is that you can actually watch it on demand as many times as you want. So that if you don't spot all of the little musical Easter eggs um, in this song and indeed elsewhere in the show, first time round, you'll have plenty more opportunities to do so. And now we have I Wish That My Life Were Like a Musical, performed brilliantly by Charlotte Ann Steam. <laughs> I was certain would come true one day Of stardom and success and all that jazz So I could pay the bills I'd have to pay But that isn't quite the way things are No auditions yet worked out for me I still long to be a superstar And dream of how I'd love my life to be I wish that my life were like a musical That I could go waltzing through in style With each song and dance I'd be less miserable with each sound of music I'd smile The good would make good, the bad would get their due And steam trains would race and pussies wouldn't poo And foreigners always would speak English too For once I'd not fear the routine My life would be fit for a queen I could cast spells, tyrants would Through songs not fearing Ever hearing Some stagey swine Shout Next. in my first line I wish that my life Were like a West End hit Where others had thoughts The same as mine And all that I said Need not make sense one bit As long as it just about Rhymed The guys would show feelings That they used to hide I'd still want to sing with corpses by my side While I'd even sing if I myself had died I'd live without scruples or shame And say that the right is to blame But then, if my life were like a musical I might be orphaned, treated mean Or trampled on or sold to be a slave or green I might be killed by my own twin or made into a pie mid show or fed to plants or crucified or made to sing with Russell Crowe I might I know but even so I wish that my life were like a musical Where I felt at home in every key 
trek to any place at all Projections would just come to me I'd get sentimental without cause to fear That boyfriends will puke at every word they hear My voice will be pleasing to a phantom's ear I wish that my life were this way But then if my life were like a musical I know there would be a whole show Wonderful, wonderful. I love that. So let's move on to Lucas and Alexander. The second song that we have is called Only Then Can I Truly Perform. So would you like to walk us through that one? Oh, I love that song. <laughs> um, I, I really do, actually. That was, um, that was because it was all very last minute. Um, I remember Alex, I think, was it Alex, was it you or was it Chris? Somebody, so I was on, the, on a bus and somebody called me and said, do you want to do it? And my first thought was, as long as I still get to do um truly perform because I really 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 love that one um it's uh it's the one that really did stay with me for the for those those three years it's I've I, the character was sort of like I just really grew fond of the character um but also the the song itself the um I think a, a lot of performers can relate to it even if then so basically the song is about having a rigid routine before going on stage so I know I personally have gone through phases of having to, um, uh, silly things, I have to drink a bit of water at a particular time of the day, or I have to have a coffee just before I go on stage, or I have to, you know, and it's different for different shows. And sometimes it can get a little bit much um, and you have to kind of slap yourself out of it and go, come on, Lucas, if you don't knock your elbow on this door before you go on stage, the show's not going to end, you know? Um, so but it, it but it's it as songs go it's really beautiful to sing um and it, it it's very charming i think it's very charming the way alex has put it together is is very charming and the melody it's one of those that you hear the first verse and you immediately know the song so so yeah it's but it was really really lovely my my definitely my favorite one to perform um and when we when we f filmed it we uh, we we were under quite a lot of time pressure um by that point and I wanted to do it again partly because I, I because I wanted to I just wanted to do it again because I wanted to get a better take like we always do but also because I just love doing it so I just wanted to do it again and I was kind of sad that that would be the last time I'd do it <laughs> um but yeah it's really it's really really sweet and there's a nice nice little comedy twist at the end which is which is really really lovely so um Alex take it away well again in all honesty, you've missed out the most important thing, which is that you are utterly hysterical doing it. And uh, one of the, the great joys that I am looking forward to is actually being able to watch you uh, do it, not just from uh, behind the piano, but uh, you facing facing you and seeing seeing the full the full performance. And it was uh, we we were we were really chuffed to uh, to have you back for this incarnation and uh, it was lovely to get you to to do your your signature song again i did get a word wrong though which i i i, I could feel i could feel you behind me going <gasps> i think that is rarely that i think that is rarely ever 
in the entire universe been anyone, myself included, <laughs> who has given a performance of one of my songs um, and not got a word wrong. Um, it's just, it's just the way I write them. And it's not, as, as, as people will, will, will hear, I think that they're, they're kind of deceptively complex in that they're not songs which sound as though they're overly complicated. Um, but in actual fact, they are because I don't really do repetition a lot. And so you never get that comforting thing where it's verse, chorus, verse, oh, and the chorus again, and the bridge, oh, and it's the chorus again, and maybe the chorus again. It's all very much uh, about progression and character and storytelling and advancing it. And uh, it, it has been said that my, you know, my, my songs sometimes have a tendency to be wordy. And I, I do, I do write quite long songs as well. I mean, sorry, I'm making it sound as though they're about 20 minutes long. They're, they're not, but they are, you know, they are like mini musicals in themselves. And so I think, uh, you know, that there's, there's rarely been a person on earth who's ever got uh, one of my songs completely right. I think the thing is just uh, making sure that no one notices um, because, you know, I, I don't tend to listen to my own material anyway. So often I would normally not know unless it was there in front of me what the right word or note was. And I think the thing about this kind of material anyway, with this kind of material, it's not about getting every note right and it's not about getting every word right. It's about the overall performance. It's not like it's an operatic aria where every note has got to be absolutely technically perfect. Um, and it's not like um, a, a song in which if you alter one word, it might have an effect on the, the entire rest of the song. These songs are all very much about character. They're all about musical theatre performers in all their um, glory and, and vulnerability. And so actually uh, the, the overall performance is, is what's, what's most important. Having said that, I can't remember any, well, anything wrong, that, anything that went wrong on the day, but you know, maybe a, uh, Maybe it will it will all come flooding back to me, but I, I seem to recall it being a pretty pretty good day. And now we have the magnificent Lucas Rush performing. Only then can I truly perform. I have to get eight and three quarter hours sleep, then reread the script in one go. To save up my voice, I don't let out a beep Till an hour or two prior to the show I keep off the dairy and caffeine and wheat And food that's not calorie free Drink protein shakes, cough syrup, all for a treat Slippery elm bark and licorice tea A stint in the gym helps me build up my power Recover back home in the bath for an hour then use up another one under the shower Run the show in my head, true to form I've oodles of time but leave early each day So I'm not beset by a travel delay Those drinks mean I'll stop for the loo on the way 
that I'm first to arrive is the norm. Only then can I truly perform. I soak up the vibes and go calmly about the intricate makeup and hair and put on a playlist that helps me bring out every nuance of character there. A corpse in my mouth for relaxing my jaw and steam fills the room for my chest. I speed read some Meisner, still hungry for more. I can learn, so I'll act at my best. The whole cast then gathers before the MD, makes unnatural sounds in each possible key, tries tongue twisters, totally tortured to me. Assured they'll help our voices get warm. Our bodies are put through it next, joy of joys. We stretch and contort, show off posture and poise, then jump up and down like deranged springing toys. So we're match fit to dance up a storm. Only then can I truly perform. That's the moment when I must run up and down every road, tap each seat as I go. Those coming that day Then I'll lie centre stage for a bit Humbly give thanks to it Till I'm dragged off midway In my dressing room I go all zen Do tai chi, yoga, reiki and then What could help me more than to keep chanting My mantra again and again Sit on the loo for an age Which won't fail to piss off the cast For while I'm forestalling a puddle on stage I'll belt out one day more at full blast I then have to pray for a minute or two Though I'm no believer, what harm can it do? I plead to my character to help me get through And to guide and to keep me on form I wait in the wings with ten minutes to spare And pace back and forth, touching wood here and there Then slap my backside as I fist punch the air Finally on to the stage I will storm Only then can I truly perform Take a deep breath and proclaim with a smile. Refreshments are served. <laughs> with expression and style. Then swiftly spin round, oozing flair all the while. Then I'll exit with timing that's second to none. Pat myself on the back for a good job well done. Wait two hours and then on for my bow. I will run. My thoughts will then turn to the following show. There's no risk of that going tits up, I know. If I keep this routine as the norm, only then.
truly perform. We just want to extend a very big thank you to our guests today. It was so amazing to be able to talk with everyone in studio and even to share these two tunes from the show with you. If you enjoyed this episode and the songs that were played, you need to head over to the King's Head Theatre website where you can get your ticket starting at £10 for I Wish My Life Were Like a Musical. The best part is it's on demand. So once you've purchased your ticket, you can go back and watch the show up until May 12th. Amazing! We love the on-demand feature because if you're anything like me, you like to watch things at least twice. And I definitely will be watching this musical at least twice, if not more. So <laughs> as always, I'm Chrissy. You can find me at BreakAleagueBlog.com. And I'm Jocelyn, and you can find me at BothSidesOfTheCurtain.com. Together we are Breaking, Breaking the, the curtain. curtain, and you can find us on Instagram at Breaking the Curtain. We're also on Patreon now, so you can go over there and find exclusive content that we don't have anywhere else. You'll be able to watch exclusive content from us recording with our very special stagey guest. We also have clips that were cut out of episodes due to length, a blooper reel, as well as exclusive announcements. You'll be able to know who will be joining us on the show and our topics before everyone else. Our debut cabaret, Musicals and Mimosas, is also coming up soon. The link is in our Instagram bio. We would love to have you there. And our lovely Patreon subscribers do get into that event for free. Stay safe and stay stagey. Live every day like your life is a musical. Bye, everybody!